Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about waking up your neighbor in the middle of the night. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're going to talk about the availability of God. And in Luke 11, we read the story that for me really reveals just how extraordinary the reliability of the Father is. And it's in Luke 11 that, that Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray. And he's, he tells his disciples to pray saying, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. And then after he, he's taught this, Jesus turns to tell a story about a, a seemingly rude neighbor. He tells them in, in Luke chapter 11, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. <laughs> what a story. So here you are. You're in a bit of a social dilemma as a host. You're sitting at home in the middle of the night. You've got a shopping list up on the fridge because you plan to go the next day. It's that day right before you go to the grocery store. So your fridge is a little light. But a friend unannounced shows up at your door. He's traveling. He needs some food. He needs a place to sleep. And you can have him for the night. You can put him on the couch. No problem but you don't have any food. What do you do? Well, you have two options. You can leave him hungry, which would be a serious breach of hospitality, especially at this time when hospitality was more central to the culture, or you can impose on your neighbor. Both are going to be rude. Both break some sort of protocol, but you as the host decide, do you have a responsibility to this guest? You can't just ignore him. And so you walk next door and you start banging on your neighbor's door. The lights are off, the kids are in bed, but the neighbor finally opens the door. He's not happy about it though. Don't bother me, he said. And I'm not unsympathetic here. If someone comes banging on my door at midnight, I'm not going to be in a good mood either. Jesus makes it clear that this neighbor giving the bread, he's not doing it out of an obligation of friendship. You as a host, you should have been prepared. You should have gone to the store this morning instead of waking up uh, the neighbor in his home, disrupting his sleep and waking up the whole family and taking from his kitchen. Yet, despite this rude wake-up call, the neighbor still gives the bread. Why? Well, the NIV calls it shameless audacity. The King James Version has importunity or persistence. And, and I've seen the power of persistent prayer, of shameless audacity, of going to God at midnight and banging on his door because you need help and no one else can help you. And he answers, how incredible is that? Think about it. What other authority do we have? What authority on earth would ever give us that kind of access? If you have a problem, maybe you just want to chat with the president of the United States is that going to be easy? Can you just walk into the Oval Office and demand an audience? Of course not. There, there are rings of secretaries, of secretaries, of assistants, of advisors that, that form rings that will block your access. 
Even if you get past all of them, you decide that you're just going to bust through the doors. There are going to be some big guys there with guns that are going to stop you from getting where you want to go. And maybe you don't want to go that far. Maybe you don't want to talk uh, to someone as important as the president. You just want to talk to the bureaucrat that controls um, your lights. And they have an even more advanced way of avoiding your uh, your communication, and that is through automated messages. They put uh, 12 numbers that you have to press between you and the automated uh, voice machine that you can leave a message for them. Yeah, how remarkable is it that there is no answering machine for God? And through his son, we have direct access to him at all times. In fact, God even urges us to talk to him all the time about everything. Right after the story, Jesus says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. One of the lessons from the story of the friend at midnight is that we should come boldly before God in prayer. And he wants to listen. We shouldn't think that anything is too insignificant for God. Truly, if any of our concerns, any of our thoughts were insignificant to God, they all would be. You know, we're just a grain of sand on the beach to him, but he doesn't treat us like that. We are his creation to him. We're his children to him, and he wants to hear what we want to tell him. Unlike the friend who was probably you know, groggy and annoyed because he'd just been woken up in the middle of the night, our father is always available and he's always caring. You know, as Jesus says, if the friend at midnight is willing to still give bread to his neighbor, how much more will your Father in heaven give him the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So don't hesitate to come before God. Persist in talking to him. That's one lesson, one interpretation we can take from Luke 11. And I think it's supported by the following command to ask, seek, and knock that we read. But I also want to look at a second translation of the phrase shameless audacity. You know, the Greek term when read literally, is meaning without shame, can be understood to apply either to the friend knocking or the friend in bed, knocking, uh, waiting for the knocking. And that might mean that it was the man in bed who wants to avoid shame. You know, remember that hospitality was a bigger deal then than now. And that's why the host would even consider interrupting his neighbor so late. And now, if the neighbor were to refuse to answer, he too would be in breach of the protocol of hospitality. It would be a breach in custom, an expectation that would bring him shame from the community. So now, just as the host feels an obligation to act shameless to preserve his reputation, the neighbor now does too. No good man would want this disgrace, even if still rather minor, and so he's motivated to give in. Again, this point might have been more powerful in that culture with its strong sense of hospitality, where now a knock on the door would make us angry or even fearful. But this interpretation also fits with what Jesus says in Luke eleven eleven, where he says, Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? If the man in bed acted as generously as he did for the sake of honor, how much more 
will God do for us? How much more will the perfect, never tired, never grudging giver provide? You know, this true-to-life story about waking a neighbor up at midnight tells us so much about the nature of God. As his children, he wants us to go to him boldly and persistently and without shame, and he will hear our concerns. If we ask, will receive. If we seek, we will find. And when the door is knocked upon, it will be opened. God answers prayer and he answers our calls for help with the greatest life preserver he can offer. Verse 11, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? God is willing to offer the free gift of his spirit to all. But like with any gift, we must accept it. That'll do it for this episode of Ruta Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Ruta Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's Word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.